Jumbo, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Magic Our Way podcast. I am Kevin. And I am Danny. And we're here to talk about pretty much, the, I guess, the following topics, man. We're going to talk about some um, hidden gems of Disney World that we enjoy doing every time we go and visit. Uh, we're also going to talk about some auditions. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, we're going to talk about uh, Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. I like coffee. <laughs> Coffee's good. I like some coffee. I don't know about Starbucks. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, also, there was something else you were telling me about. Uh, what's that? Big Thunder or whatever? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain. They're, they're doing an interactive queue over there. Oh, interesting. It's uh, one in the long series of, of interactive queues that they're starting to, to, to do up. So. Oh, no kidding. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's not waste your time and let's get going. We're just going to have a couple news items for y'all today. I mean, there's lots more news than what we're going to report, oh, but yeah. there's a lot of other podcasts that do that thing. Yes, they do so. a much better job. But, but we're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little segment on my end that's going to be a little different. But go ahead, man. Um, the first thing I kind of saw the news that really kind of perked my interest is the the, uh, the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad uh, queue that they're going to be doing. They're doing a, an interactive queue over in... Uh, in Big Thunder Mountain, finally giving it a story, it seems. Uh, I know there's some kind of a story that yep. if you look hard enough, you can find what it is, where uh, what is a flood kind of rolled flood, through. Flood, you know, the, 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 the spiritual mountain kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't like you to steal its gold and stuff happens and you go through the, and experience the mountain <laughs> yourself. Well, 99% of the world just knows it as a fast roller coaster. That's right. Right. So they're going to try and communicate to the rest of us that there is a story going on there. And uh, what they did was they unveiled a, a picture of uh, a crazy looking guy, kind of a cross between, kind of like a Donald Sutherland kind of type. There you go. And uh, that guy's Tony Baxter. Tony Baxter. I don't know that they've come out and said that, but that's who it yep. is. And who's Tony Baxter? Tony Baxter is uh, an Imagineer, and he's responsible for uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Dun, da, da. <laughs> so uh, uh, what they're basically doing is they're calling him, um, they've come up with a backstory, and yep. he's going to be the face of it, and they're calling him, uh, I'll read it to you. Um his Barnabas T. Bullion is the name. That's what they're going to be calling him. Bullion. Bullion. Yeah. Bullion Cube. So, <laughs> exactly. He's a gold magnet, and he's an overseer of the Big Thunder Mining Company. And, uh. and as the uh, overseer of the Big Thunder Mining Company, longtime mining magnet comes from a powerful East Coast family and considers gold to be his very birthright mm -hmm. by virtue of his oddly appropriate name that, that you like. Yes. Uh, Bullion <laughs> Cube. In fact, he considers the ultimate gold... Gold Strike to be his destiny, and that is why he has had so much trouble with Big Thunder Mountain. According to superstitious locals, Big Thunder Mountain is very protective of the gold it holds within, yep. and the unfortunate soul who attempts to mine its riches is destined to failure. Mm -hmm. And so far, so far that prophecy has come to pass. The mine has been plagued by mysterious forces and natural disasters ever since, and yet the Big Thunder Mining Company is still in operation. In fact, Bullion is discovering new veins of gold and digging new shafts every day, offering a closer look at the Big Thunder Mountain mining operation than ever before. Hmm. But a word to the wise for anyone attempting to visit the mountain, watch out for runaway trains. Oh, so, the wildest ride in the wilderness. Absolutely. So there you go. There's your backstory for you. So that's what's going on over there. In case you've ever wondered what that big crazy train's about, you're looking for gold. Yep, <laughs> you're looking for gold. Mm -hmm. So, um... So yeah, that's uh, 
that's going to be interesting. No word what kind of things are they going to do in the queue. Uh, no word on, um, as far as I know, yeah. as to what kind of little games that they'll have or, or yep. you know, how they'll you know expand on the story a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, it has a story, and I think that in and of itself is a good thing. You know, interactive queues, man, they're starting to come rampant around the world. Yeah, they're Maybe that, that should be something we should do a show on. I like that. I know. Why don't y'all stay tuned for the next couple of weeks? We might do a show on interactive cues. Interactive cues are. Would you rather they spend the money someplace else, or would you rather the distraction while waiting in line? Hmm. <laughs> Things that make you go hmm for your old Arsenio Hall fans. So, uh, Kev, you've got a piece. Yes, um, this is something that the other shows don't do, and in case you don't keep up with it, or if you're just curious to see how things work. I'm going to give you some news from the entertainment side of things of the Disney company, um, mostly in the line of uh, auditions and job opportunities that you may find. So here's a quick little rundown. Um, In Disneyland, uh, they're looking for vocalists and actors for Disney's Aladdin, the musical spectacular. Um, It's for the Disneyland Resort. Uh, They're auditioning in Hawaii um, on Friday, November 30th. Uh, uh, Actually, this weekend. So make sure you look at that. Um, this also, is really helpful. This is I'm sure there's some And there's hopefully there's some who, listeners, yeah. yeah. You know, that appeal to the uh, the people like me. This um, is great. This should stuff. be like a weekly thing where we just, you know, do job openings for people who want to work cuz you got to imagine Disney, yeah. if they're listening to this, they must be a fan uh, you who know. wouldn't want to work for the mouse. And you know, yeah, exactly. You know, and the best thing is if you're listening to us while you're commuting or doing a job, then maybe you can it, maybe me reading all this kind of stuff to you will save you a trip to the DisneyCareers.com website that they have. I, I might be polishing the Or resume. Disney Auditions. Yeah, there you go. Um, Disney character performers for Fantasmic in Disneyland. Uh, they're auditioning on Sunday, December 2nd, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Disney character lookalikes for Fantasmic as, as well. Um, is uh, the same day, Sunday, December second. Uh, Disney character lookalikes for Phantasmic. Yeah, I guess it's all the other face characters. I, bet, I guess what they call face character people. Like, but don't uh, they just use John the face characters that they use to go out? And I don't know. Well, I mean, well, maybe I could be wrong. Who's the face characters that they use for that? Like they have uh, the Pocahontas and John and John Smith mm. and uh, Mary Poppins. I think is on. When, I, I'm thinking about you know when they do the big uh, uh, the showboat at the end. Yeah, the finale. But that's what I'm like Mary Poppins is already. I mean, she's Peter at Pan. Yeah, she's Grand right Floridian. There. Uh, Peter Pan's usually out in front of his ride. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just seem, seems like wow. They, they're just they just want you just for the phantasmic scene. That's it. Well, there's only one Peter Pan. Ah. 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 He just happens to do phantasmic every night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Fantasy Fair actors at Disneyland are also auditioning on Tuesday, December 4th at 10 a.m. in North Hollywood, California. Vocalists and actors for Disney's Aladdin, a music spectacular for Disneyland. They're auditioning in Houston, Texas. So for our friends over in Texas, you could definitely catch that. That's happening on Saturday, December 8th at 10 a.m. And these are all local times, too, so make sure you're in the correct time zone. For Walt Disney World, they're doing Walt, a kid Disney character lookalikes at the Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility in Orlando, Florida, on Thursday, November 29th. So that's actually tomorrow, so if you're listening to this, you're late. <laughs> uh, Finding Nemo the Musical, they're looking for male and female vocalists. Uh, this will also take place at the Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility. Um, that's on Wednesday, December 5th, next at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, more Disney character lookalikes. This audition will take place on December 6, 2012, at the Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility. Also there at the same facility, male and female dancers for Dream Along with Mickey, Beauty and the Beast, live on stage. Um, that'll happen Friday, December 7th, at the same facility at 9 a.m. The Hoop Dee Doo Musical Review. They're looking for male vocalists. Okay, same place auditions. The Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility. 
uh, December 10th, Monday, at 10 a.m. They're looking also for female vocalists, exact same time. But they're going to go on the same day, Monday, December 10th, but at 2 p.m. Same facility. They're also looking for more character lookalikes. They'll have another audition on, on Thursday, December 13th. Um, there's an updated time for those auditioning for principal vocalists for the roles of Belle and Ariel. Uh, this is Friday, December 14th, 2012. Um, Disney character performance for shows and parades, their character lookalikes. Uh, all again on this Thursday, December 20th, 2012 at 10 a.m. just before Christmas. And for the cruise line, they're looking for vocalists for Jafar. Uh, they're also looking for male vocalists for Disney Magic and the Disney Wonder. Female vocalists for both ships, both of those uh, first two ships. Female character actors that sing for the Disney Magic and Disney Wonder. And African heritage vocalists for Disney Wonder and Disney Magic. Um, all of these are happening in New York. New York Pearl Studios. Um, they're all on December from December Monday, December tenth, Tuesday, December eleventh, and starting at Thursday, November 29th. All this can be found on the Disney Auditions website. Also, too, for the cruise line, they're looking for more character performers and comedic male vocalists for both ships, male and female dancers, and including male dancers who tumble to portray Tarzan will happen for the cruise line. It didn't really specify a ship for that. I'm assuming it's for any of the Tarzan shows that they have on the ships. That is also taking place in New York at Pearl Studios in the month of December. Uh, for those wanting to travel abroad to Hong Kong Disneyland, we got dancers for the Hong Kong Disneyland. And that's just, I don't know what it is, but it's just an open dance call, it seems like. That's taking place in the Philippines for our listeners in the Philippines. Sunday, December 2nd at 9 a.m. Uh, female dam dancers who resemble Ariel. You know, it's funny. I'm reading through all this. I'm just kind of killing the magic for all the people that are out there. But you, you know, know what? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say, uh, why don't they just post the height requirements as well? Because there's a height requirement to play these characters as well. I mean, yeah, I, I would assume so. You yeah. Know? What's a, you say you, you get your hopes up. You go out there. You go to play Belle, and you're like two inches too tall. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it I, I think if you click on these links at DisneyAuditions.com, they might give specifics. Maybe. I'm not too sure. I'll have to double check that, but or you, the listeners can do that if they're really interested in these roles. So these are all like performer jobs. These are all performer reading. jobs, and I'm also in a second. I'm gonna go over some of the other jobs. I'll look for since you know you're a visual artist and I'm a performing artist. I'll look mm -hmm. for some of those things related to our fields in that respect. I mean, all if you go to DisneyCareers.com, you'll see openings for like uh, um, finance analyst and stuff like that. <laughs> things that you know, I really. You know, they're there. No disrespect to anybody who is, but it just doesn't interest me. <laughs> okay? The irregularly secretary jobs, all that kind of janitorial, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I think this would be kind of interesting for people to listen. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. They're doing, yeah, basically it's just character lookalikes and uh, dancers, female dancers resemble Ariel mostly for the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. Um, another th one other unique thing, they're doing Tarzan stunt and mover performers for um, Hong Kong Disneyland. That'll take place in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, they're looking for stunts. Um, they're looking for, uh, and it's going to take place at Gymnastics Victoria on Friday, December fourteenth at four p.m. Man, we're going uh, global. We're here, going huh? global, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm shooting my stars big. Hopefully, we'll have <laughs> listeners in other in other countries. Disneyland parks, uh, Disneyland Paris. They're looking for a Disney character parade and character lookalike performers. That'll take place in London at the Pineapple Dance Studio Monday, January fourteenth, two thousand thirteen. So you got some time to prepare for that. They're also looking for the same people, and that audition will take place also on Tuesday, January 15th, Pineapple Dance Studio. And that audition will also take place in Leeds, England. It's saying for looking for the same people at the Yorkshire Dance Studio. That'll be Thursday, January 17th at 10 a.m. Uh, Tokyo Disneyland is not auditioning anybody at the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, Disney Careers, on the, from their Disney Careers website, uh, Disney Music Group is looking for, um, holds two, I'll read the, let's see. 
I'll read the description here. They're looking for a director of A&R. And um, you can look more of that up. Let's see what it says. The basic requirements, you know, strong relationship with the creative community. Um, you're going to be responsible for identifying and seeing talent for both recording artists and composers. As we know, Disney has a big record label, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're going to collaborate on musical initiatives with other Disney lines of business, such as media networks, Disney Channel, Radio Disney, ABC, ABC Family, ESPN Studio, Disney Animation. It's a pretty big job. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're covering a lot of bases in that area. Um, but anyway, you required education. You need a Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Science. Um, it's under music. It'll take place in Burbanks. And so you can look that up, the auto ID for this. So you can find it at 79501BR. Um, another uh, thing that they have at Careers is a finance analyst for the Disney Music Group. So, you know, that's just a little something uh, for, for the, if you want to work with Disney musicians and stuff and everything else. Uh, that's also going to be, uh, those interviews will take place on Burbank. Um, and you can look up all those kind of things in uh, DisneyCareers.com. So that's our list of things happening in the world of Disney. All right, here we are to the hub, and today we're talking about little hidden gems that happen specifically for Walt Disney World. We're going to stay in one particular uh, resort area, and what the basic uh, of this discussion, the basis of this discussion, is to talk about things other than like your your main rides, things, attractions, attractions yeah. and stuff that uh, we like to visit when we go down there. I mean, for instance, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Well, I'm not limiting to any number of whatever we're going to talk about. It's not a top 10, not a top 5, not a top 7, whatever. We're just going to just talk about the few little things that, you know, I really enjoy doing. The first thing being, you know, the, the little Frontierland shooting arcade. I, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, that's just so silly and stuff. But that's the point. I like it. It's silly. And in fact, maybe I haven't played there in a while. I think I missed it the last trip because I just, you know, I have little ones now and it's kind of hard to make them kind of stay. But now that they're a little older, I mean, like I said, I'm planning to go to Mardi Gras. They might want to go check it out. But anyway, I love going to that. For the last time I played it, the technology was still pretty bad. It had the little ring of dots and then, you know, you had to be, you know, you shoot the little light and hopefully it, 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 it struck. And, you know, it made the thing that was I loved about it, you know, you hit the little targets and things happened, you know, right. like uh, one of my favorite things to try to do is like if you ever play this thing, you, you try to shoot this target that's just in the middle of the wall of the sky. And then when you hit the target, you know, you see a little ghost rider coming through, you know, you hear the horse <laughs> and then the ghost rider flies through the sky. I'm like, wow, that's cool. But it may be, you know, it might have taken my whole worth of, of tokens just to freaking hit the darn thing. <laughs> but it was neat to do it. And then I used to love when I was a little kid, you know, I'd hit the little targets by the cans and those things would start shooting up. You know, I thought it was a hoot making the little piano player play, you know, he did this little thing and he went back and forth, whatever. So all the different kinds of stuff. When you shoot the boot, boot hill sign, you know, it breaks or the... The mm -hmm. little, the little, uh, what vulture crows and stuff like that. Did right. you ever, did you ever play the? Uh, the oh shooting God, yes. A oh, man. Oh. One of my favorite memories of going to Disney World was we went, we went to one of those. Um, it was one of those late night things. I, I don't yeah. know if it was a pirate and princess party or, yeah. or what it was. But we were there late, and I was with my nephew, who's just perfect age for wanting to shoot something <laughs> and trying to get him to do it. And he was just like, No, 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 no. I want to go in this. I want to go in that. I want to go that. Finally, we come back, and. I was like, okay, come on, we're gonna do it this time. So go over there, put in a dollar. Yeah. He gets to shooting. I want to say like twenty dollars later. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it easily. was me. It was easily. him. It was his sister. It was my wife. I mean, everyone was up there doing it and having a great time. It really is. one of those things that you walk by so often and just. It's very easy to because I think if I remember, it's a little bit recessed. So if you don't exactly look right. 
Because if you're walking towards Liberty Square and you don't like look right, I mean, you might miss it. Or because it's right. well themed and it's well hidden, you might think, oh, it's just another storefront. Mm-hmm. Until you listen carefully, you start hearing the little, you know, the little mm-hmm. gun sounds and stuff, and you're like, hey, what's that over there? You know, uh, and it's a little shooting arcade. Now, the other thing about the shooting arcade I loved is that depending on what gun you used, you always had like different targets to shoot at. It wasn't always the same thing because it was such a big, um, big little, I guess, attraction, big little attraction. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but it was wide, you know. So yeah. if you shot on one end, I mean, if you were lucky, you could reach the stuff on the other end. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've tried. <laughs> I'm never at the right angle. And sometimes I may hit it, sometimes I don't. But then, you know, you have a whole series of little adventures on the left-hand side mm-hmm. versus the right-hand side and in the center. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's another thing I, I loved about the sh- shooting arcade. If, if you remember, there's this little guy digging a ditch mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I, I think it ended up back being a ghost skeleton. Yeah, so when you hit the, popped up. Yeah, when you hit the shovel, the light turned off and he comes up like, what <laughs> you know, and then he went back to digging. Mm-hmm. It's just, just the coolest thing, you know, because hey. I, I don't, you know, I, I love the Frontierland shooting arcade. And, you know, I think this next trip I, I might be able to, uh, to hit it this time because I think my kid's <laughs> at the age, you know, now that she might want to, you know, you know, do something like that. That'd be, it looks like fun to her, you know. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, but it, it does take a lot to get them away from wanting to ride the rides. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And you know, it got it got Bribery a little expensive. Helps. Yeah, I remember you know getting four tokens for a dollar, and I think now it's like um, every fifty cents is a token now, or something like that. Or at least at one point, it was like you put in a dollar and you got three tokens. I'm like, yeah, but if, it does feel like you get a lot of shots. You do get a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do get a lot of shots. You know. And hopefully the gun works. <laughs> I remember every now and then I, I put my token in and the gun was broken. It's like, oh, I just lost my token. But, you know, it, it was okay. I, I enjoy it because it also takes you back because, you know, we're at the age where they used to have like arcades, you know, like you, you go to arcades to play video games. Like consoles weren't as widespread or there weren't as many. You know, you may have had Atari, Coleco, right. television. But, you know, I don't think the quality of the game was such as the ones that you'd find like your local arc, fun arcade. You know, mm-hmm. we had fun arcade. I know there's one in Metairie and they had one in the West Bank eventually. Yes. But yeah, you go in there, you put your dollar in, you get your tokens, or sometimes it was quarters, mm-hmm. and you go play your video game, you know? And then, and, and so this kind of reminds me of that kind of a thing because I do the exact same kind of deal, you know? Um, you know, I, I put my dollar in, get my tokens out, put it in a little slot, and then, you know, I got a certain amount of sh- uh, shots or lives, I guess, if you want to think about it in arcade <laughs> sense. But, I mean, I used to, I, I, I love that. I guess it just takes it back to when young. But I still like to do it now. In fact, heck, do it. I'm gonna, when I next trip, I'm going to freaking go. <laughs> I will bring you know, binaural audio from the shooting gallery, you know, as fun as that would be. So I'm going to get a recording for all the listeners so you can listen to it. You know <laughs> One of the disappointments going to Disneyland was we went there when their shooting arcade was, was closed down. Oh, yeah. Because that was me and my nephew were so looking forward to going yeah. ahead and, and, and doing that again. Yeah. But, um, I think we'll it went in Disney trip. World when it went uh, refurbishment, and I think I haven't been there since. Oh. And so I'm curious to see what they've done, whether they've clean, freshened up a little bit, or if they've... I heard rumors that maybe they might have been improving the technology with the gun, which actually might be kind of neat. I'm <laughs> curious to see. I'll give a report. So, you know, make sure you listen to our shows in February, and I'll definitely let you know about the shooting arcade. And if I forget, feel free to shoot me an email to remind me. Say, hey, man, or tweet us, you know, or go, go to the shooting arcade and tell us about it. <laughs> and we'll definitely do that. So that's that's my, I'm going to lead off with that. That's my first, because I, re- I just love that attraction. Yeah, well, you, I don't, I've never seen a line there. I've never I've seen ne- that's, You know, that's another, <laughs> I've never seen a line there either. I just get my dollar tokens and walk up to it and start shooting, you know. And there's a lot of guns. Mm-hmm. You got to admit, there were a lot of guns. There's there plenty to go around, you know, whereas opposed to like, you know, uh, 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 Ned's shrunken Ned's junior jungle boats. You know, you know, there's a finite number of little steering wheels you had to to do the the, 
the little jungle boats, which is gone, by the way. I didn't know if you know that. This is just no, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, they took that out. You can no longer drive a little. Uh, you can be a, a junior skipper in the little junior <laughs> jungle boat oh. thing for Chunk and Ned. You can't take it through the volcano anymore. That was it's a hidden sad. gem. I like that, you know. So because it, it was the same kind of thing. Yeah, you, know, you get your tokens or whatever. You put it in. And then you know you just drove this little model boat around. You know, mm-hmm. I, I used to, I used to like those things. They had another one. I can't remember exactly where it was. I'm trying to think myself because I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they I had did. another little boat, and I don't know exactly where it was. Maybe maybe listeners, if we don't think about it by the end of this episode, you can remind us or tell us. But there was something similar like that where you drive through. Maybe I'm thinking about SeaWorld. SeaWorld had some of that stuff. I know they did. But if you know this, I mean, maybe anyway, who knows? But anyway, that's another hidden gem, Shrunken Ned's, but it's no longer there. So it's a Long gone gem, but that's okay. That's okay. Shrunken Ned's still around, shooting his wares, you know, as you take the ride. So, what you got? My favorite, one thing that I do every single time we go there, because I'm, I'm a big food and drink kind of guy. Yeah. I, I love going to the Sleepy Hollow stand right over there by Sleepy uh, Hollow Liberty Square. Yeah. It, what is that? Where, where is that again? That's where, it's right when you go into Liberty Square. Mm-hmm. It's um, one of the things I found so fascinating about it. Like, I really appreciated it after we did, like, you know, dining with an Imagineer. Right. And the Imagineer, I can't remember his name, was was telling us that that stand is modeled after the home of Washington Irving, who huh. wrote the Sleepy Hollow book. Right. So um, anyway, that's one place that every single time we go there, I hit up because yeah. I mean, they... They have the perfect assortment of, of what I, you know, in the morning, coffee. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have root beer floats. They have funnel cake. Um, oh, okay. yes. Yes. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's just like one of those things I have to right. do. And it's in the perfect spot in the park. Right. Where you can just kind of, you know, you, it's right as soon as you cross over the bridge. It's right when you're getting in there in the morning. Okay. So. Yeah. I know exactly where that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say I've ever been there. I've seen it. But I think next time I'm going to have to go there. I'm going to check it out. I make it a point to go there every single time for ice cream, for you know whatever it is. If whatever I want something yeah. sweet, that's where I want to go. Yeah, um, to, to to stay in that same area, there's another place that I mean, it's not an attraction or store at all. But if you ever go, well, if you're in that area and you're walking in from like say the hub of Walt Disney World and you go into Liberty Square, there is two little rocking chairs just by the exit of the uh, president, uh, the Hall of Presidents. Mm-hmm. You know. That is an awesome place to chill, <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's just it, it's up on a, like a it looks like a little gazebo thing attached to a building. I don't know what to call it, oh. like a little patio. Have you you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. Yeah. we could do a whole show about awesome places to chill. Because yeah, the beach at Polynesian at night. Oh yeah, yeah, lovely place to chill. It's awesome. You, know, you got the little waves lapping up and everything else. <laughs> oh yeah. But I tell you what, yeah, that that is a good the, the the rocket chairs. Back to the rocket chairs. That's a good place to number one. You know, if you have a child that's sleepy. You take them in a hall of presidents. I like the hall of presidents, and usually they'll mm-hmm. fall asleep because it's nice and cool and everything else. And it's dark, you know, and they're still sleeping and napping. So you take them out and you have them, you sit on those little rocket chairs and you just rock them to sleep. Or you can go directly to the rocking chairs and rock them to sleep and how to go through the hall of presidents, you know. But um, I sat there and I watched the parade, <laughs> you know. I watched many people go in and out, you know. I was rocking. And my my wife, she took her band to the Magic Music Days down there, and so her band was marching for the three o'clock parade. Mm-hmm. And so I had nothing to do. So me and the little two year old at the time, you know, we just sat there and I just rocked, and she napped on my shoulder the entire time. It was great, mm-hmm. you know. And I saw, I, and I could people watch. It was it was nice. See all the different things, catch all the whiffs of different smells and stuff, you know. It was it was 
that's a nice little hidden gem. And you ain't got to pay for it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not an e-ticket. It's nothing. You just, you know, you, it comes with the price of admission. You just go there and chill. My daughter fell asleep uh, on my arms uh, when we were in Disneyland. We yeah. went to the uh, the cinema. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome place to chill at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she woke up. First thing she looked up and goes, Mickey. Oh, <laughs> nice. She sees him on the screen. So, so we're going to have, you know, we, we'll have to dedicate a whole show to places to chill. I think that's another topic. Oh, we're going to we're gonna have to write that down because I, I need to remember that one because that's a good one. Um, Lots of good places to chill at the Polynesian. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Another place I like to go, and I guess it's not so hidden because it's kind of there. But I like Ice Station Cool, especially in the too. summer. I like it. But, you know, I like the old, of course, you know, I'm going to say this. I like the old Ice Station Cool that had the whole story in the front when you first walk in. Mm-hmm. And they had, you know, you walk through, like, the icy caverns and stuff. And they had the uh, the thing about the, uh, the, the Spelunkers. You know, they found the caveman, the frozen caveman, and he had a Coke, <laughs> you know, and stuff. But you walk through all that, and you got that blast of cold air and stuff, you know, which was insane in the middle of the summer. And then you walk into the room that you have now with all mm-hmm. the different drinks. You know, I miss right. all I think they've kind of toned. It's not there anymore. The entrance is not like it used to be. But mm-hmm. um, either way, I still like Ice Station Cool. It's just a fun, you know, you get drinks, you, know, you get to try different Cokes. It's like a little world of Coke, which I enjoy when I go to Atlanta. I, li- I like going to the world of Coke. It's a hoot. You know, it's, yeah. it's fun to see all that. And that's just kind of like a little mini world of Coke. But, you know, if you're familiar with it, it's, it's, it's if you're walking towards from the entrance of Epcot going into the World Showcase, it's off to your right. And I guess it's the Interventions West. I almost called it Communicore West. <laughs> but it's Interventions West down at the very front corner, closest to World Showcase, by the fountains. Fountain yeah. of Nations, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, that's another place I enjoy uh, um, just hanging out and just taking a drink, you know, wor- working up the, mustering up the courage to do the Beverly, you know, to get all that kind of stuff, which is always fun. That's an attraction in, it's a, in and of itself. It's the greatest thing to do when you've gone there. When you're going there with somebody who's never been there before, right? Where you kind of ease them into the Beverly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where you just kind of you fool me. I'll try this. Oh, this is good. I'll try this. This is good. Yeah. Oh man, this is the best one. And you give them that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they have all the you know like China's got their watermelon soda and Mexico's got I forgot what Mexico mm-hmm. has, but either way, it's good. And you get the regular Coke, and it's like, oh, the, you know, you get the Beverly. It's, oh, this must be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can tell them, hey, it's an aperitif. Like, what's that? And drink it anyway. And it's like, oh, you know? <laughs> but that's a, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I got Eli and, uh, and my wife with that one. Awesome. And how did that go? Um, yeah, <laughs> they, they forgave me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and the, the, uh, which, that's where they have the ICs as well, right? That, yeah, that's where they have the uh, It's close to that, I think. I thought it was in the actual place itself. Is it in? I, I could be wrong. Where you can get your icy, and your icy can have like stitch legs or goofy. Legs. Oh, <laughs> like crazy! In, like you can dress up your icy to look like a character. Because I think I did that with. Um, oh, I can't remember who. I think it was Stitch. But oh yeah, I, I, I don't remember. I have to look closely at that because usually I head to those drink fountains and then mm-hmm. you know I barely. I, I as Lou says, I should take the time to look around and look up. But yeah, I'm so <laughs> focused. Like oh yeah, Coke. Oh, thirsty. Yeah, free food. Almost a free beverage, you know, kind of a thing. I think is it is it Club Cool now? Is that yeah, what that's what it? it is. It's not ice. I keep calling it Ice Station Cool, but yeah, it is Club Cool. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, no mistake. <laughs> but you know that, that's that's a fun place. Yeah, no, it really is good, and it is a hidden gem. Yeah. One of my favorite places to visit is in Hollywood Studios, and that is the Writer Stop. Absolutely, <laughs> I'll agree with that 100. percent And why is that? I love going there. I'm a big Disney book fanatic. Oh yeah, and when you walk in there, I mean, it they have the one of the biggest selections of books that I've seen. Oh yeah, on property, Absolutely. it's a coffee shop to boot. Yep. You, you can sit down there, have carrot cake, uh-huh. have 
coffee. They have frozen coffee on the property, which yes. I'm a big frozen coffee nut. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I always find books there that I don't really see other places You're right. in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's one of my favorite places to go ahead. I, every every trip I have to go there. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have to get that carrot cake cookie and get some coffee. You know, I don't mind the coffee at that place. Um, but yeah, the car- if you don't know what the carrot cake cookie is, you have to go to the writer stop. It's right by the Sci-Fi Dining Theater, right around the corner from, actually right down the way from the, uh, what's that? The American Idol experience mm-hmm. back entrance that is that where you go and if you're going to go audition that area. It's somewhere like is Star Tours near there. The Star well? Tours is right around the corner yeah. from Star Tours. You know you can't miss it. It's it's right. I believe it's right next to Sci-Fi Dining Theater. Mm-hmm. But that is just an awesome place to relax. They have little couches, little bar stool, little cocktail tables. They got the the book selections. You know everything. You oh, know, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a it's a it's a coffee shop slash. Yeah. Oh, they got other like, pastries too. Yeah, they got bagels, they got muffins, they got everything else. I mean, not, they have more than just a cookie, but the carrot cookie, that's that's something special. <laughs> <laughs> that's a gem in and of itself. But yeah, that's that's a good one, man. Good call. I love that place. Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yep. All right, so that's just a couple of the things that we wanted to talk about as far as little hidden gems. We really make sure they bring that to light. That certainly is not all. Uh, we could probably dedicate a whole show, but we just well, I just wanted to hit the highlights. Of our topic, you know, which happens to be, oh, you know, the carrot cake cookie. That's I, I still have that <laughs> stuck in my head. But you know, you know, while we're talking about coffee, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and jump into our magic our way segment, in which uh, wh- what are we talking about there, man? We're talking about Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks has been at Disney. Uh, it's been over in California Adventure at the. Um at the Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical uh, cafe that they have over there. Do you know what the Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical is? I, I don't know what that is. That's, that's like, you know, since they did the whole revamp, I'm not too familiar with that park. The Fiddler, Pfeiffer, just just focus on the name. Do you know what? Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and the Practical? Mm-hmm. Or Practical. Practical? Uh, I'm maybe Fiddler, adding Pfeiffer. the I'm not too cow. sure. Yeah, enlighten me. That is the Three Little Pigs. That is a name. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because um, each of them have those little instrument things. Exactly. But practical. I, I, that's the one that throws me. Why practical? practical? I don't know. Maybe because he built his house out of bricks? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the idea behind I think it. But he, I mean, didn't, he didn't have... Oh, let's see. The Three Little Pigs. That's interesting. Well, go ahead, Vamp. I'm going to go ahead and talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look this up here because I'm curious now. Anyway, they've, been, uh, they've had Starbucks over there for a while now, and they've been doing quite well and fitting into the theming of the existing park. And uh, so now they're going to be bringing it over to the uh, Magic Kingdom and to Epcot. And it's going to be opening in the summer of 2013. Uh, the Main Street Bakery is going to be the location of the first one. It's going to shut down mm-hmm. in January, and they're going to reopen it somewhere, you know, like I said, in the summer. And um, the idea being is that it'll still be the Main Street Bakery. It'll still be called the Main Street Bakery, but it'll be, you know, all your favorites except brewing, Starbucks coffee, right. and a couple of Starbucks treats, I, I, I believe, as well. Uh, the Fountain View at Epcot, that one's a little bit more up in the air as far as I understand it. I mean, the, I don't know if it's going to remain like it's mostly like an ice cream shop right now, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to remain an ice cream shop or, it, you know, and then again, they'll just brew Epcot, um, they'll brew Starbucks coffee, or if they're going to go ahead and just convert it into a full blown Starbucks. Huh. But um, yeah, so Starbucks is taking over. <laughs> they're going, you know, th- th- I guess they couldn't expand anymore. 
<laughs> in our world, so in we had to expand into Disney World. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, I think I was reading they're not going to make it look like a full-blown Starbucks. I know it's going to, they're going to theme it in a way that it, I think it's subtle. But you're going to notice that there are Starbucks products in there, you know, which I, I think I, I've heard other podcasters say and I've read other kind of things. So, you know, I've always been kind of uh, interested in all that kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Starbucks coming into the parks like this? I mean, I is it a... I don't really have a problem with it. I'm, I don't really like Starbucks coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only real problem with it is that, yeah. you know, not that the coffee that they had to begin with, that Nescafe stuff that they used to serve was all that great either. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. it, I, you would just hope that if you're going to Disney, and part of the, the, the allure of going to Disney is like you can think of like 20,000 things. You're like, oh, when I go to Disney, I get to have a, a, a carrot cake cookie. I get yeah. to have a Lapu Lapu. I get to... The whole idea of going to Disney and the coffee that you're going to get is Starbucks. <laughs> right. You know, not really... It's not unique to that no, world, I, yeah. I can, it's like I bringing can, the outside world into I can walk the world outside of my door right now and turn left and just keep walking and eventually yeah. I'll hit our Starbucks. It's right. Gonna, it's just going to happen. And, and, you know, living in New Orleans, I mean, you know, not that our coffee is... Right. You know that much better than anything else, but I mean, we've it had is a pretty couple, good though. Yeah, I like our a, coffee. We've had a couple of Starbucks open up, and they have not put any of the local coffee shops out of business. No, no, it's it's different, man. It's yeah. it's totally different. I, I mean, granted, they're everywhere, so I guess they'll appeal to a wider range. And I but, think, you know, I tell you what, idea. when I go to Disney World, I still bring my cafe, cans of Cafe du Monde coffee mm-hmm. or any kind of coffee and chicory down with me just because I know I'm going to miss it. <laughs> and I tell you what, we took one trip down and I was so mad that I forgot it. I was, and I couldn't find anything comparable. In the, like I went to that, I uh, was at the Wall Super Walmart that they had at the, uh, was it, um, right off of 192. I go off property and hit that mm-hmm. Super Walmart there. And... They didn't have anything comparable to New Orleans coffee. I was like, ah, there's not even no coffee and chicory. I was like, so angry. You know, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but the, the, my favorite place for coffee in, in, in all of Disney World is always going to that, oh, going to Ohana. The, yeah. The Kona coffee that they serve over there was always my favorite. Oh, yeah. Hawaiian Kona coffee is yeah. pretty cool. Hawaiian Kona yeah. coffee over at Ohana. That was yeah. my preferred place to stop for coffee that's before coffee. going into the parks. I do appreciate that coffee. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, Regardless of where you have it, that's just good stuff. But and, uh, you're granted. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a key. But you would hope that Disney could come up with coffee. I mean, like make their own you would coffee. Think, but yeah. it's not. It's not that great. <laughs> it's amazing that well, it's not that great. That was like Nescafe, though. That was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think they could like you know come up with some kind of thing like uh, we're gonna do a unique brand? Of, I mean, be perfect. They could right. sell their own beans and yeah. go home and bring the magic with you, kind right, of thing. Right, right. But no, I mean, just Starbucks. That's a, that part of it's a little disappointing. I'm not worried so much about them. Now, do we know if they're taking over every coffee thing? Are they? No. Gonna, is it all? It's like McDonald's came as like you know burgers and fries. That was mm-hmm. all McDonald's brand stuff that they served at the different places. Or is it? It's just going to be regular re- relegated to that one particular shop on Main Street. My understanding is, yeah, it's going to be relegated to that. Each one's going to have like you know each park will have one. You know, um, e- oh, okay, I see, I see, it. Now, I don't know if, like, when we say each park's going to have one, obviously there's going to be, okay, we're, you know, at the Main Street Cafe. Right. They're not just going to brew Starbucks coffee. They're going to make the, the frappuccinos right, and, right. And, and all that. And anyone who's not familiar with Starbucks, good luck learning the language. It's tall, it's venti, yeah. it's whatever. They're yeah. short. I didn't know if you knew there was a short. Was there a short? <laughs> no, there is a short. Tall, you know, of course, if there's a tall size, there has to be a short size. <laughs> tall is not their small. Tall is actually medium. 
<laughs> to me, Grande you sounds know? like tall's the biggest. Tall, no, tall's the, the smallest. That tall's the smallest. They advertise on the sign. Sm- uh, sm- uh, short is the smallest. They don't. Uh, they don't have that on the sign. But you can go into a Starbucks and say, "I just want a short Pikes Peaks roast or whatever," and they will give you this little eight-inch cup of coffee. Yeah, good luck figuring that out. Yeah, it's the strangest thing. No, I didn't learn it because the guy that I teaches with, we always go to, you know, there's a Starbucks on campus and we go there and he mm-hmm. asks for a short. He, I think he does it out of principle because they don't, they don't put it on the menu board, but they have it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if I think about it, like a lot of coffee shops have a little eight ounce coffee thing, but they're, they're tall is more than that, you know. So there, you ask for a short black coffee, and then you'll, they'll give you a little coffee. And it's, Vin- uh, you know, that's Venti. Venti is Venti the biggest is the one. Biggest one. Okay. Yeah. So you have tall, uh, grande, and venti, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So grande, uh, you know, it's large. So <laughs> tall is medium, and then short is their actual small, you know, an actual eight-ounce cup of coffee. You know, that's a little FYI in case you wondered. It's, it's <laughs> okay. a whole language in anyway. and of itself that you're going to have to learn. And and so I guess what I'm what I'm saying is is that I think that like the the Main Street Bakery and the Fountain View over at Epcot, yeah. they're going to become more of a full service Starbucks kind of location. But as far as your bigger question, which is so is every other coffee like every other yeah. like like the writer stop? I mean, I don't know. It may I, I think they're rumored to be the one that's going to be getting the Hollywood uh, Studios version of Starbucks. Really interesting. But, um, Going away from like we were just talking about the Sleepy Hollow uh, yeah. little stand that they have, are they they do coffee? Are they going right. to start serving the Starbucks? Co- Does every spot that has coffee have to serve Starbucks coffee? Right. That I don't know. I, I I mean I'm sure that you're not going to walk any spot that has coffee. You're not going to walk in. They're right. going to do the full array uh, array of, of Starbucks. Um, you know, so right, right or stop, I don't mind so long as they, they leave the carrot cake cookie alone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they have that, they could serve whatever the heck they want, and I don't. It doesn't bother me. Um, as far as the other places, eh, you know, I, it, it it really doesn't bother me one way. Disney always had outside sponsors and brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, GM is all of the Kodak. Well, at least mm-hmm. I don't know how much. I guess Kodak's still around. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a very maybe very sparse, but they're still around. Yeah. You know, um, Nestle, all of the different kinds of brands that are out there. Yeah. So anyway, Starbucks. I guess the one of the main arguments that people say is like, you know, well, Starbucks is not really Main Street USA. You know. But let's think about this. You know, where did Starbucks started in Seattle? You know, if I remember, if I remember reading the history, and I'm not a historian on Starbucks, but I know they started out as one store. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, a little store in somewhere in Seattle. You know, and they grew. They just happened to become a, this world conglomerate of coffee places. You know, so I mean, I I can respect that. I have no problem. They're they're an American dream come true. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Disney in, in and of itself is Walt's dream come true, you know. So I see no problem with that. You know, if they threw a Waffle House, Waffle House kind of the same thing, but it's not as big. <laughs> Chick-fil-A kind of the same thing. Again, not as big, you know. But Starbucks, yeah. I mean, it's worldwide now, you know. Well, and as long as they, they fit it within the theming that they've already done. Exactly. I mean, they're they're kind of good at that. Yeah, they're very good at that. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I have full and utmost faith. That the that the Starbucks is going to blend right. seamlessly into there, you know. Is it a little? Does it feel a little dirty? Does it feel a little like globalization, commercialization? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. But I mean, it's the price you pay for good coffee. Yeah, you know, if you want decent <laughs> coffee, I've heard people, you know, if complain pick, about the coffee. Yeah. You know, you're gonna if you like Starbucks, you'll get a decent cup of coffee there, and you'll be fine. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah, like I said, as long as they either. make it fit the character of the place. 
like I said, it started out as a you know as a small one store little joint in Seattle, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. I have no problem with that. They're part of the dream too. They're mm-hmm. part of the American dream. So in that respect, you know, Starbucks a okay with me. Yeah. yeah. So long with the, just with that you know just like we said, just with that little restriction. Make yeah. it fit Main Street USA. Make know? it fit Main Street USA. Make sure you keep a lot of the because uh, you know a lot of people were mad about right. the cinnamon rolls. Right. And exactly. Yeah. All the traditional bakery stuff that you get. And you people know? were like, "Well, tough. You can just go walk over to Gaston's and right. get it." And then people were like, "But it's not the same." And it's a morning thing. That's what I do for breakfast <laughs> when I first go to the park for rope drop. Oh. Hey, I totally get that. I, I understand it too. I, mean, I gotta know? have my coffee before getting in that park and that little little. Self-serve kind of thing that you get at the right. hotel room. That's not going to cut it. Right. I need mean, an industrial size. And folks, obviously, you know, it doesn't mean that they're going to be there forever. I mean, hello, McDonald's, you know. <laughs> I, one of the things I used to love going to is a freaking McDonald's fry cart mm-hmm. on the way between uh, Ventureland and Frontierland. No longer there. You know, actually, they're no longer anywhere, you know. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. You know, there's people, message boards that are complaining and everybody's all upset. But you know what? I don't mind. They may not be there forever. Heck, they could be gone in the next five years for all we know. Who knows? You I know? Just, and then something else is going to happen. I just wish they made better coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only complaint. I mean, if they would have went with CC's, PJ's, yeah, cool with that. <laughs> no, so that works. All right, man. So uh, <laughs> that was another uh, fun episode of Magic Our Way. This music makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it make you sad? This is the wrap down. This is the cool down session. You know, every workout it's has not, your warm up. You this know, is like every scene where a girl has left a guy and he's sitting in the bar <laughs> holding on to a drink. And I've got problems <laughs> and I'm ready to sing about them. <laughs> but no, man, this is the cool down of the workout. You know, our shows are going to be like a. a cardio activity you know you got to warm up with the news and we mm-hmm. hit you with our segments and then we we got to cool down the muscles you know we got to relax take you back to take center. you back take you back to center bring mm-hmm. it all back home tie up all the loose ends you know <laughs> so yeah so today we adri- it was brought to you by starbucks it's brought to you by uh hidden disney gems it's been brought to you by carrot interactive cake cookies Keys. brought to you by carrot cake cookies sponsored by the letter d and k <laughs> not for donkey kong and so Anyway, if you like us, you know, if you enjoy the show, follow us on Twitter, you know, Magic Our Way. You can follow, find us on Facebook, like our page. If you have any suggestions for the show, you can find us, email us at magicourway at gmail.com. Yeah. Yep, we're all about the Gmail, <laughs> all about the Googleness. Speaking of Google, you know, I really discovered the Google Drives thing. And I'm very, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I'm, I'm a big fan now. Because that means I don't have to worry about forgetting my jump drive. At home, especially if I have files on it that I need, because I just upload it to Google Drives, or if I have the app that goes on my computer, I just drop my files and I'm good to go. It follows me wherever I go. I love it. I've never even (laughs) heard of it before. Uh, I'm gonna have to look that up. So Google Drives, you know, that was a free ad. So if you want to sponsor us, I wouldn't complain. Anyway. Yeah, follow us on any of those social media things, man. You can find us at our website, magicourway.libsyn.com. I will have a link to the show there. We'll have other blogs you, you can find from our host production company, QMark Productions. Mm-hmm. Email us at qmarkproductions at gmail.com, especially everything else. If you enjoy the show, leave, you know, give us a rating and leave us a, a, 
uh, a review in iTunes, you know, so we could and tell your friends, you know, tell your neighbors, tell your family, tell everybody uh, to check out this new show down here from the bayous, down here from New Orleans, from Tiana country. <laughs> you know, we're bringing this Disney stuff live to you, you know, hitting you in the face with it because, you know, that's what we're, we're all about. So um, you can follow I, us on Twitter. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter. Please do follow us on Twitter, Magic at Magic Our Way, you know, and, and you can be one of our few new Twitter people. <laughs> I think we only have, like, what, two people so far? Well, we've had a Twitter account for all of six hours. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is a freshly new thing. So, I mean, you know, you could be number three. You could have a solid, you could have our, our Twitter follower, single-digit dude. You, know, you could be number three or number four all the way up to nine. <laughs> After that, your double digits it doesn't really matter anymore. We don't care right. about you. We're just kidding. But anyway, yeah, follow Twitter, like our page, you know, leave a comment, tell us you love us. Tweet, heck, tweet out that you're listening to Magic Our Way, man. You know, um, okay, I think I've said that enough. I think yeah. I've gone off the deep end, but anyway. So, you know, <laughs> I am Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out.